Well, good morning, House of Harvest Christian Family Church, and welcome to this wonderful Sunday morning. I thank you for giving me this opportunity to share and to serve you with the Word of God. Thank you to Pastor Sue for this invitation. We know and we declare that Pastor Zueli is completely healed and restored, and we give God all the glory. Well, I want to get right into today's word. God has given me a specific word for you today, and I'm so excited to be with you. It's great to be with you again, so let's get right into it. Well, you know, this year has been very peculiar, to say the least. It's been shocking. You know, there are so few words to describe what this year has meant. And the last 16 months, especially for us in South Africa, has been very unsettling. You know, I tried to figure out or, or find a word to describe it, and it's just unprecedented. And so how are we to deal with the situation? Because we've never, ever experienced something like this in our history. How are we, you know, to deal with the situation and the circumstance? You know, something that I strongly believe and I know is that sometimes there's too much noise on the outside. You know, there are too many people who have access to us. And so, you know, people are coming through us through Facebook, through Twitter, through television, to radio, to Instagram, they're coming at you at your job, on your phone, you know, all around you, there is just too much noise. You know, hear me now, family, if you're ever going to birth anything that God has put inside of you, if you're ever going to birth the promises that God has given you, you firstly need to learn to shut out the noise so that you can focus on what God is saying to you and hear what he's saying to you in your spirit. So I believe that's the first thing that we need to do, you know, and through all of this and everything that has been happening around us, I stepped back and, you know, I started to reflect and look at what God has been saying to me or what he wants to say to me as a believer, because we've never faced something like this. You know, I'm, I'm not sure what situation you're facing. You know, you're not sure what situation I'm facing. These are unprecedented times, uncharted waters. And so I began to reflect and to ask God, what are you saying to us? What do we need to do? What do we need to focus on? What is the word that you have for us? And family, you know, as I began to do that and meditate on the word of God, I specifically heard the word of God come to me. And he said, keep your eyes above the water. You know, and I began to think of that. And, you know, more distinctly, that word began to come to me saying, keep your eyes above the water. You know, and I, as I began to search the word, the Lord began to tell me this several times. Keep your eyes above the water. So family, you know, how do we do this? You know, it's good to know that, you know, God is telling us to keep our eyes above the waves. But I'm a practical person. And so I began to inquire of the Lord. How would you want me to do this? How do you want me to keep my eyes above the waves in the midst of everything that's happening around us? And family, he gave me two words. And the two words he gave me is faith and focus. Those are the two key words that God has given me to help us to keep our eyes above the waves. You know, our faith and our focus is how we will keep about our eyes above the waves when we face the greatest trials, the greatest tribulation, and the greatest, you know, unsettling circumstances that we face. So how do we do this? Let's unpack this. You see, faith, family, is a necessity for every believer. And I'm sure you've heard of, you know, the word of faith. You know what faith is. But sometimes we need to just have a refresher. 
We need to listen and we need to study the Word of God and listen to what He's telling us concerning faith. And I want to share a profound scripture today found in Matthew 14. And I'm going to be reading from verse 22. And this is the Passion Translation. And Matthew 14, 22 says, As soon as the people were fed, Jesus told His disciples to get into their boat and go to the other side of the lake. Verse 24 says, But the disciples who were now in the middle of the lake ran into trouble. For their boat tossed about by the high winds and the heavy seas. Verse 25 says, At about four o'clock in the morning, the fourth watch, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. When the disciples saw him walking on top of the water, they were terrified and screamed a ghost. Then Jesus says, said, Be brave and do not be afraid. I am here. Peter shouted, Lord, if it is really you, have me join you on the water. Come and join me, Jesus replied. So Peter stepped out onto the water and began to walk towards Jesus. But when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened and started to sink. Save me, Lord, he cried. Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and lifted him up and said, What little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? And family, this is such a profound portion of scripture, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but let's look at what happened in this text. You see, we can see the disciples were in the middle of the lake, and they faced some trouble. You know, you and I might be facing some trouble. We might be going through something right now. We might be having a situation on our hands, but listen to what it says. You know, listen to what God says in his word. When we look at this portion of scripture, we can relate to what is happening all around us. We can relate to, you know, this pandemic, you know, what is happening in South Africa. Like out of nowhere, the storm came and the disciples faced the storm. In the midst of their storm, in the midst of their trouble, in the middle of their distress, look at what happened, family. It says in verse 25, Jesus came to the disciples. That is such a profound statement right there. It says Jesus came to the disciples. Jesus never let them drown, and Jesus will never, ever let you drown, family. Our God is faithful. You know, He's faithful to His Word. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And no matter how difficult it is, He will always be with you. He is always with you, family. He was in the fire with the Hebrew boys. He was in the lion's den with Daniel. He was in the boat with the disciples. And in the midst of the raging storm, he was with them. And likewise, family, whatever storm, whatever difficult situation, whatever you are going through, he is with you. That scripture says, that portion of scripture says, Jesus came to his disciples. Another portion of scripture in Psalm 107, 28, verse 29 from the New Living says, Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He calmed the storm to a whisper and stilled the waves. How profound is that? I declare right now, family, that whatever storm you're facing, whatever you're going through, whatever situation that you find yourself in, I declare peace to that storm right now. Know that Jesus is with you. He will come to you. He's right there with you with whatever you're facing. I want us to notice something also very pertinent in our text. You know, the scripture says that Jesus came to them in the fourth watch. So what is the fourth watch? The fourth watch is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. This is the darkest time, the darkest hours 
before the dawn breaks. Jesus not only came to his disciples when they faced distress, he came to them, family, during their darkest time. During their darkest hour, Jesus came to them to rescue them. Likewise, Jesus will be with you and I as we face our darkest hours. The most impossible situation during the toughest times, family, he will not only come to you, he will rescue you, he will deliver you, he will sustain you. And no matter how difficult it seems, no matter how bad things look, family, in the natural, Jesus is with you. He is going to deliver you. He's going to save you. He will never let you drown. Isaiah 43, verse 2 to 3 from the New Living says, When we go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fires of oppression, family, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. How powerful is that, family? We have to hold on to the Word of God. No matter what is happening around us in the natural family, the devil wants us to focus on the situation. He wants us to focus on the natural that is happening around us. But Jesus is telling us, focus on me. Focus on my Word. Focus on my promises. Focus on what I'm telling you to do. Because I am with you. I will sustain you. I will never let you drown. Let's further examine our text to see what Jesus did. You see, family, Jesus was not only with his disciples during one of the darkest hours, but the thing that caused the disciples to fear or what they were afraid of, which is the storm, the water, the sea. Jesus walked on it, family. He trampled on it. Why did he do this? He did this to display that he has given us the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, to trample on the very things, the very issues or problems that are causing us to be distressed. He has given us authority over them, family. Like he walked on the very thing that caused the disciples to be distressed, to cause fear. He walked on the water. He has given you and I the authority over the situation, over the circumstance. You see, family, Satan will use circumstances around us. He will want to instill fear in you. He wants to instill disappointment. He wants to instill hopelessness. But we should not accept anything contrary to the word of God. You know, the weapon, the word says the weapon may be formed, family. But we know that the promise tells us it will not prosper. Verse 27, we see Jesus telling them, do not be afraid. Do not fear. And he has the same message for you and I today. Do not be afraid, family. Do not look at the natural circumstances and let fear, anxiety, and stress weigh you down. Don't let it consume you. However, be consumed with the Word of God, the love of God, and the supernatural power of God. In verse 29 of that text, it says, we see Jesus telling Peter, come and join me. In other words, he's saying, I am the Word made flesh. I embody the totality of my Word. I am that I am, the sum total of all the promises come to me. In other words, focus on me, stand on me, believe in me, believe the word, and most importantly, put your faith in me. How powerful is that, family? Number one, have faith in his promises. Have faith in it that he's with you, that he will never leave you. And number two, focus on Jesus. Take your eyes off the natural circumstances and place it on the Word of God. Place it on the promises of God and place it on Jesus. 
Let's see what happened, family. Peter obeyed for a short while. And what happened? He achieved a great miracle. He was walking on water, right? But what happened? He started looking around him. He started looking at the storm, the wind, the waves, the circumstances. He started looking at his condition. He started looking at his bank balance. He started looking at the symptoms in his body. And what happened, family? He focused on the natural instead of focusing on Jesus. And then, family, he began to sink. And that is exactly what we as believers do. We take our eyes and our focus off Jesus, off the word, off the promises of God. And we allow the devil to steal the word and wreak havoc with natural circumstances. We start looking at the natural instead of fixing our gaze on the word of God, on the truth that supersedes our changing circumstances. You see, Hebrews 12, 2 from the Passion Translation tells us, we look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. The New King, New King James put it this way. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We see when Peter begins to look at his situation in the natural or the circumstance, the result begins we see that he begins to sink and lose the battle. We see Jesus immediately addresses one of the core issues or fundamentals that we must have in place if we are ever to survive the storms we face. And that family is our faith. In verse 31, Jesus says, he addresses something so important. He says, what little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? You see, Jesus was disappointed at the level of faith that Peter had. So we see that our faith needs to be steadfast. It needs to be resolute and it needs to be focused. Isaiah 7, 9 from the New Living tells us, Unless your faith is firm, I cannot make you stand firm. So we need to exercise our faith. It's a lifestyle family. We need to make sure that we always walking in faith. Faith is a prerequisite for every believer and it is to be a way of life for you and I. So we must recognize that faith is our most valuable asset in redemption. Why? Why do you say that? Why, you may ask, why do you say that, teacher Jason? Well, firstly, it is according to your faith that everything works. Everything works by faith in the kingdom of God and nothing works without it. So for things to keep working in our life, we must Make sure that we're continuously walking in faith. You see, Jesus is not surprised or he's not shocked at the tumultuous situation you might be facing. He has given us the keys that will see us through. And that is, number one, he wants us to focus and he wants us to make sure that our faith is firm. And this is what the Holy Spirit impressed on me, family. To keep our eyes above the waves, we must focus and exercising faith in times of when we're going through tough times. And it's not just any, any faith family. We have to apply violent faith. You know, there's no time for us to be passive any longer. There's no time for passive Christianity any longer. With the attack that the church is facing, we need to, we need to implore violent faith family. Matthew eleven twelve 12 says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. 
You see, Jesus makes reference to violent faith in our text. We see that Jesus says we must take it by force. He's telling us to seize the things that rightfully belong to us by appropriating our faith. We must consistently apply, apply our faith and refuse to let up, to give up when we don't see anything changing or happening in the natural. You know, family, we need to keep our gaze above the natural. And I know, you know, with everything that's happening, it sometimes seems difficult. But the word is, tells us clearly to keep our focus on the word, to keep our focus on Jesus. Many believers have become too passive. You know, we become too comfortable where we should be reigning and dominating in life. We should be reigning and dominating in life. We need to rise up. We need to stand up. And we need to make sure that our faith is firm. You know, it is really a sad state of affairs, watching believers waiting years and years and years for the fulfillment of the promises of God. Many of us are waiting for things that Jesus already paid for at the cross of Calvary. Why should we wait? God has already given you everything that you need for this life. We as believers, you see, we can have days of heaven upon earth right now. However, for this to become a reality family, we have to have Bible faith. We have to have the God kind of faith, which is violent, aggressive, dominating, and imposing faith. Imposing your faith on the Word of God, in the Word of God. You see, imposing aggressive faith is the kind of faith that imposes itself on Jesus, on the Word of God, and on our covenant to possess the promises of God. This kind of faith, family, never takes no for the final answer. 2 Corinthians 1.20 from the Amplified says, For all God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes, and through Christ our amen, which means yes and ascends to God for His glory. We should never settle for no when God's word says yes. Do not allow the devil to dominate you know, the natural circumstances and keep your eyes focused on the natural. One of the most potent proofs of violent faith, family, is pace-setting results. You see, faith is a necessity in taking delivery of divine results. We should stop making faith a religious theory. You know, we need to realize that faith is a spiritual force. And we need to make sure that we get out of the realm of understanding into the realm of believing family. We need to believe God at His word. Faith, you see, faith will give motion to your destiny. Imposing faith rules out the world of impossibilities. That word impossible will never ever exist when you impose your aggressive, violent faith. We see that in Mark 9.23 family. You know, when we impose faith, we can break natural boundaries, negative situation, negative situations we find ourselves in. It is not gentle but violent faith that we must make sure that we are appropriating. How do we know what violent faith is, family? Violent faith is resolute. It never gives up. Never gives up. It is not religious ideology, family. It is Bible-believing faith, believing God's word above everything else. You know, family, what are the characteristics of violent faith? Violent faith is non-apprehensive. Violent faith means that we have strong confidence in God. Violent faith provokes supernatural boldness. 
We have a boldness because we believe and we trust in God's word. Violent faith makes you supernaturally unbent, unyielding, never giving up to the natural or what is happening around us. Violent faith and strong faith is driven by the word of God. And that is where our source is. You know, instead of focusing on the news and what is happening around us, let's take the time to focus on God's promises, on his, on his word. Amen. You see, when you're in violent faith, it brings you rest. It brings you in a place of rest. Rest kills anxiety. Even Jesus, you know, he was in rest. Faith has unlimited capacity to deliver what the word says. Faith has unlimited capacity to believe what the word says and to do and to deliver what the word says. Faith is your fighter weapon. Amen. Faith is your fighter weapon. Faith is putting God's word to work, believing that God is not a man, that what he says he means and what he means he says. And we know that family, every single miracle in the Bible is facilitated by faith. Amen. According to your faith be it unto you. So we need to make sure that our faith is strong, that our faith is aggressive, that our faith is imposing. Amen. Faith, you see, taps into the power of God to deliver your desired turnaround. We must recognize that faith is a very, very valuable asset in our redemption. Faith is the master key, family, to a world of unlimited possibilities. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. Amen. All things are possible. Faith, you know, there's no time zone in faith, family. Why do we say this? Because faith is now. We need to believe that we receive it now when we pray. There's no time zone in faith, family. You see, we need this violent faith that I'm talking about because in our promised land, there are giants. There are giants in our promised land. And if we are to dispossess these giants, in our promised land, we need to implore violent faith. We need violent faith to secure our glorious destiny and possess our possessions. Violent faith is the key and a master key to the supernatural of God. God delivered the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, because they trusted him. The supernatural broke forth through their violent faith family. If you want to exercise violent faith, fear cannot rule in your mind. We cannot allow any fear, doubt, and anxiety to rule in our mind. If you want to exercise violent faith, you must hold on to whatever God has promised you without wavering. Do not allow fear to rule or change your mind. When people are confessing failure, the man of faith is declaring something totally different. He's declaring the word of God, the promises of God. Amen. Faith is the master key to a world of unlimited possibilities. And this is so important, family. We see when we have imposing aggressive faith, it doesn't wait. We don't have to wait. We need to take what God has given us. It is unrelenting and never takes no for a final answer. You see, when we do not impose our faith, the devil will impose defeat and fear. And if we are not resisting the devil or fighting the good fight of faith, then family will be assisting the devil. We need to make sure that we stand firm on the promises of God. And we need to make sure that our faith is firm. 
How do we focus? How do we focus? Because the Bible says that we need to focus on the promises of God. You see, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, your circumstances might not change immediately. But when you change your focus, you can change what you give your attention to. Fixing your focus means having the right perspective. It means having a heavenly perspective. It means being miracle-minded. While the storm rages on, while the situation and the circumstances look impossible, all the reports are negative, family, you need to adjust your focus. You see, family, focus meaning means having the right perspective. It means having a heavenly perspective. It means being miracle-minded. While the storm rages on and the circumstances look impossible, you know, all the reports are negative, we need to adjust our focus. You see, Jesus gave Peter the second key and he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on water to go to Jesus. When we are focused on Jesus' family, when we are focused on his word, we will walk on water. We will have the victory and we will see the impossible become possible. When Peter fixed his gaze on Jesus, he walked on the water. Imagine that family, even though the sea was raging around him, despite the storm, in the same way when we are faced on, with troubled times, when the devil uses circumstances and situations to wreak havoc, we need to keep our focus on the merry maker, the miracle worker and the promise keeper. There is no time to be distracted, family, or to become fearful because of the situation and the circumstances we find ourselves. You see, when Peter began to look at the waves and how violent they were, notice what happened. He began to sink. But when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened and started to sink. Save me, Lord, he cried. You know what? Don't allow what's happening around you to cause fear to enter into your heart, family. You see, faith and fear cannot operate simultaneously in our lives. Let's make this confession. I am not moved by my emotions or what my senses perceive. I am a son and a daughter of God, and therefore I am led by the Spirit of God. You see, family, in Colossians 3 verse 2 from the Passion Translation, it says, Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. You see in, in, in the Colossians 3, 2, it tells us, think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. In other words, maintain a heavenly perspective. Look at everything from God's point of view, family. And God's point of view, family, is definitely His word. Quit looking at your bank balance. Quit looking at your symptoms. Quit looking at your CV. Quit looking at your qualifications. Quit looking at the doctor's report. Look to Jesus. Look to the Word of God and let that permeate your thoughts. Let that permeate every fiber of your being. And then, family, we will know that we will see victory. Amen? You see in 2 Chronicles 20, in the midst of their battle, the Lord gave them an instruction and he instructed, instructed them to have a posture of worship. You see, worship family is not only singing and praising and, and, you know, singing beautiful songs. Worship is maintaining focus. 
When we worship, we take our eyes of what is happening around us. We take our eyes of what is happening in the natural and we start magnifying our king. We start focusing on the Prince of Peace. And when we do that, family, we will see God give us victory. We will see the Prince of Peace and we will experience peace which surpasses all understanding. You see, family, what you focus on is what you magnify. We need to magnify. We need to enlarge our God instead of our problems. Do not give your problems any space in your mind or any credit. You see, we choose what we focus on. You can either choose to fill your mind with the issues or problems, or you can choose to fill your mind with the Word of God. Joshua and Caleb, they were the ones who had the right perspective. Unlike the ten spies that had grasshopper mentality and grasshopper perspective, they had the right perspective, which was on God's promise and God's ability to fulfill that promise. We need to speak out in violent faith. Don't backtrack or be intimidated. Family, we serve a supernatural, limitless God with whom all things are possible. With whom all things are possible. One of my favorite scriptures, which I pray and confess daily, is found in, you know, in 2 Kings 6, verse 15 to 17. It says, So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with you are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. You see, family, we need to know that God is supernaturally protecting us. He's supernaturally with us. He's for us and he will never be against us. Let's confess this. My eyes are open to all of heaven's realities. My eyes are open to the supernatural power of God. My eyes are open to the goodness of God. I always maintain a heavenly perspective, no matter what the prevailing circumstances are. You see, chaos, confusion, and despair are all signs that the enemy is at work in your environment. Refuse to allow anything to interrupt your focus and your faith. You see, the storm always passes, family. However, God's word remains the truth, regardless of how violent the storm might be. We need to focus. We need to have a renewed mind. You see, when we have an unrenewed, unfocused mind, that is not equipped to handle the supernatural power and mysteries of God. Like Paul, we need to put blinders on. In Philippians 3 verse 15 from the Message Translation, it says, Keep focused on the goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You will see it yet. Now that we are on the right track, let's stay on it. Proverbs 5 from the Passion Translation, verse 25 says, Set your gaze on the path before you, with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead. Ignore life's distractions. Amen? Ignore life's distractions. Do not allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment. Do not take a detour that will lead you to darkness. We need to see life through the lens of God's word, family, rather than looking with the natural eye. 
We need to keep our focus on the promises of God, on the word of God. We need to fill our heart and mind and meditate on that word daily. Do not become distracted with the noise happening around you. Be resolute in your faith and settle God's word in your heart. You see, family, everything is possible by faith. Every sickness is curable by faith. Every disease is terminable by faith, family. We need to keep our faith firm. We need to keep our focus by praising and worshiping God in the midst of your battle, family. Speak positive words only. When you feel overwhelmed by your situation, spend time in the presence of God, in prayer, praying in the Spirit, building yourself up in your most holy faith. Faith, family, fights to seize and lay hold of the superabundant life for you. I'm going to conclude by this awesome confession. I want you to confess this and confess this every day from this day forward. It is my time for my miracle to manifest. I receive a refreshing anointing over me. Divine strengthening in my mind, my spirit and my body. Everything that came to devastate you, I declare right now, will elevate you in Jesus' name. You're going through the fire right now, but guess what? You're going to go higher. The storm that was meant to break you is the same storm that is going to make you family. You will go from tired to inspired. And God is shifting you from confessing to possessing in Jesus' name. Do you receive that family? Do you receive this word? God is saying to you, fix your faith. Make sure that your faith is firm, that you're imposing aggressive faith by trusting and believing in Him and make sure that you focus on His Word and cut out the noise and the distraction family. Spend time in His presence. Spend time in prayer, worshiping Him and watch God's supernatural power transcend all your natural circumstances and bring His promises to pass in your life. Well, family, I trust that you've enjoyed this Word. I know that God is going to Impress it in your heart. It's going to find a resting place in your heart. And family, I declare that you will see the goodness of God. And I know that whatever we're facing, God is going to be, He's delivered you already. It's done. It's over. It's done. You have the victory in Jesus' name. Family, I love you and I pray that you've been blessed. And I thank you again for this awesome opportunity and look forward to seeing you in person very soon. Take care, family. God bless.